When you have hair loss, it can be such a scary and deceivingly lonely place. But you know what? You're not alone. You are here with me. Welcome to the Alternative Hair Alchemist podcast. Hi, I'm Deborah Heim. I am a certified alternative hair specialist, a wig boutique owner, and wig wearer myself due to alopecia. And this is my tell it like it is take on all things alternative hair. I also happen to be a certified confidence coach, so I'm going to be sprinkling in some mindset hacks for good measure. So take a deep breath, sit back and relax, and listen to my favorite ways and my best advice on how I help others and help myself to rock that alternative hair. We're going to drop that shame and stigma. What is that about anyway? Now, let's do this. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Alternative Hair Alchemist. This is Deborah Heim, Very Best Little Hair House is my shop, my coaching site, where I can help you with happiness and confidence and a whole bunch of other things, but enough about that. This week's episode, I wanted to help give you a couple things you can be prepared to say if you're feeling pressured, if someone is trying to sell you something, and in this case, I'm going to be talking about alternative hair or wigs and toppers, but these are some of the kind of sleazy techniques that can be used that I've fallen for before, before I learned how to and before I learned that it is okay to say no. Now, there may be some people listening to this that do not have a problem with saying no and being okay to not worry about what people are thinking about you. But more often than not, I do see this. I see people coming into my shop or telling me on the phone that they bought something for any other reason other than the fact that they loved it. Now, with the exception being sometimes there's something you just can't tell about a wig or a topper until you get home and wearing it. So, you know, there's that. There is a little bit of trial and error. But a couple common mistakes I see. Number one, people will do what they think is research on their own, checking out specs, checking out videos, checking out this or that. And then when they walk into a shop or go to a site, they already know what they want because of the research they did. And then it quite simply doesn't work for them. And, you know, that's just something I see see if you have a chance to go to a shop where somebody knows what they're doing like me at this point with like 2,500 people that I've helped in person. That experience is invaluable. I get people in my shop that are baffled and by the time the hour is over, they feel empowered. They know enough to make a decision and quite honestly, People come back to me for like one or two wigs usually, unless they're really scared of internet shopping. But you know what? I'm proud of that. I'm going to teach you what to look for and what a wig should feel like on your head so that you are better prepared when you shop elsewhere. And that's one of the goals I had when I opened my shop. Number one, to reduce the stigma of wigs 
And number two, to teach women. Because I'll tell you, the first human hair wig I bought, I spent every penny on it, and it was a good, reliable brand. But they didn't tell me anything about taking care of it. So, like everybody else, I thought you can just wash it every day, blow dry it. And the thing was like a Brillo pad in three months. So a lot of what I've experienced along the way goes into why I do what I do. And I'll tell you, if you come to my shop or you do an online consult, it's going to be worth it to you because from that point on, trust me, you are going to save the amount of the fee alone in either avoiding a bad purchase or being okay to say no if you're at a wig shop because you don't know, you know, any better. And I'll talk about some of the techniques I've seen. First of all, a lot of people come in with something that totally doesn't work for them and they were told that that's all there is or, you know, this looks great. And the bottom line is they bought it because the salesperson was nice. Okay, there are people that are trained in just being nice. So you have every right to not buy something if you don't want to. So if you are in a shop and you've checked something out, do not feel bad about telling them that you'd like to think about it. And before I wrap up, I'll give you two sayings to keep in your mind that you can feel comfortable saying and practice it so that maybe it's not even an alternative hair situation, but maybe it's high pressure sales for something else. So that's the first reason. Don't buy something just because somebody was nice. And slightly related, the guilt. The guilt because you've wasted somebody's time or that feeling that you may have. So that also is not any reason to spend a whole bunch of money on something because you're worried about what the person will think of you. And no judgment here. Trust me, I've done it. But being in the place I am now several years later where I actually help other people with confidence, I've learned some techniques. And one of them is learning your boundaries, what you will and won't accept, and being prepared with some go-to stuff when your mind starts spinning and you can't think of anything else. So, you know, that's one way to start to learn how to handle it. And as you go along, the more assertive you become, it will become easier. Next reason I see, emotional. I see a lot of shops. I see a lot of websites that will use like something to make you feel sorry for them, as in, you know, breast cancer wigs or ovary wigs. And I'm just throwing things out there. But it's a common thing for people to put, you know, something that maybe you have going on, because you know, we all want to belong. So some of the places capitalize on this. And, you know, that's a very nice thought. But you'll be able to tell when you're with that person or when you are shopping at their place. Just be aware that because of a certain diagnosis or someone may have a sob story, you know, that so-and-so passed away and they need money and, you know, there's a million other reasons I could stick in here. But be aware just because somebody's nice, because you feel guilty or because they've emotionally drawn you in, it's still okay to say no.
And there's a whole other bunch of techniques I see quite often in shops that white label, or that is they get wigs made by somebody, they cut the tags out, and they will give them like a prestigious name. And it sounds really impressive. But basically, you're getting the same wig that you could get someplace else. And this has nothing to do about that fact itself. My point is, if you come to my shop, I want you to know exactly what you're getting, because that way you can buy the same item from somebody else. So I've seen names like they will give something a fancy French name and act like it's prestigious, especially with human hair. They will have names for the type of human hair that it is, and it sounds impressive, you know what I mean? So, so do your research. But I do want to qualify that with do your research, but be open if you come into somebody's contact that actually knows a little more than you. Because I've seen it happen so many times in the wig world. Women are so afraid that they're going to get ripped off that they feel like if they come in knowing more or looking like they know what they're talking about, that it's going to save them from that. And honestly, I've also said this before, I see a lot of people buying bad quality human hair products just because they were quite convinced that human is always going to be better than synthetic. And that is a whole nother podcast episode in itself. So anyway, oh, the other thing. Don't buy just because somebody gets angry. Let me tell you, or they start to make you feel like you're wasting them t- their time. That is is uh, bleeped up. Let's put it that way. There's absolutely no excuse for that. And unfortunately, especially in times like these, people, the scarcity and the lack, like they're resorting to all different kinds of techniques to get you to buy. And I'll tell you, bottom line is even if you've never been in a shop like mine before or you don't know what a wig is supposed to feel like on your head, let me tell you, you'll know it when it happens. I get so many women in my shop that come in that have worn wigs for years that either think you have to use a band or the cap or whatever. And with Legitimate reasons for that aside, because that indeed might be the only solution for somebody with a really irregular head size or in between. I am telling you, I have had women, you see the look in the mirror when the wig fits their head. It slips on like a glove. And I carry, like I said, 15 different brands in my store. And every brand, although they are all quote unquote average, every average is different. And that's not even getting into the petite and large with the styles in those actual petite and large are kind of limited. So if I take my time with you and we figure out what really does fit your head, sometimes your style and color choices are so much greater. Like if I can find a smaller average, an average that runs smaller, like the German brands, then that saves you from having to wear a petite that you wouldn't wear, want to wear otherwise just because it fits your head better. And another reason that you want to be prepared is because sometimes your first experience trying on wigs, especially if you're really still in the grieving stage of hair loss, 
probably you're not going to like anything if you're like some of the people coming into my shop. And I say this, it's very rare, but sometimes it takes you a while to adjust. Although looking at wigs, they look like hair. Let me tell you, it is a big adjustment to go from hair to successful wig wearing. And not that it can't be done, but be gentle on yourself. The first time if you go to a shop and you don't like anything, that's okay. That's why in my shop we cut it off at an hour because, you know, this can be a little more emotional for some people than it needs to be. Now, the vast majority of people come through the door like very anxious, very upset. And by the time they walk out that door, they are a different person. And sometimes when the person comes back to my shop, like for the third or fourth visit, because also I do energy treatments as well, sometimes I don't even recognize the person because they look so good. They look so happy. They look so empowered. And yes, part of that is finding the right alternative hair. But the other part is working with me on some of your limiting beliefs and your anxiety. Trust me, if there is something that's holding you back, I know all about it. And that's what a breakthrough session with me can help. But anyway, to sum this up, if you are at a wig shop or somebody you're looking at used cars or whatever, whatever, and the high-pressure sales tactics come on, first, I need to think about it. That's a good one. Nobody can argue that because you are certainly entitled to think about it. Now, when they start coming back with the better and better offers, I mean, I haven't been in that situation for a while, but if that happens, just remember it is okay if you want time to think about it. Now, if you are in a shop and they're telling you that's all there is, are you going to buy it or no? Ask them what the other options are. Ask them if they have other options, if they can get other options. In my shop, the way it works is I'm going to fit your head first, and then I'm going to be able to tell you what styles and what colors, if I don't already have them in my shop, that would be your other options. Because, hey, I want people to absolutely love it before they leave. And in my shop, if I think there is an option that's better for you, I'm going to tell you that. So make sure you ask if there are other options or other possibilities, because maybe they do have the capacity to order something in that's going to be a little more suited to what you want, rather than just taking what they have there because you feel pressure to do that. And the last thing, I'm just not comfortable making a decision right now. That's the third sentence nobody can argue with because your comfort level is up to you. And if the person is a respectable place that's selling, then they should honor that. I mean, you're boundaries are yours. Your money is yours. When you buy a wig, it should be a joyful transaction or as happy as it could be, you know, and maybe a severe case like your first one, you're not, you know, jumping over the rafters. Although more women than not, by the time they're walking out from the fitting room, all of a sudden, Every wig in the shop looks good, and that is also um, a side effect of finding the right alternative hair. The world opens up for you. And the last thing, check out the store's or the website's policy before buying because you want to know what your options are on that as well.
So hopefully I've said something that could help you this week. Drop me a line at Deborah Heim or VeryBestLittleHairHouse.com. And until next week, peace, love, and alternative hair. If you enjoyed this episode, you might like working with me one-on-one even better. You can check out the options at DebraHeim.com. You can find my shop at VeryBestLittleHairHouse.com. And don't forget my Wise Wig Advice and Support Group, also on Facebook. I'd love to hear from you. But until next time, peace, love, and alternative hair.